incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 33-0 of the latest PS5. Wow, we made it to episode 30. Great honour. Mm-hmm. I know. Big time, big time. I'm your host, Sunny Sangera, and as always, I'm joined by my host, Alex Sylvester. Alex, how are you doing this chilly week? Yeah, getting ready for the uh, the big the big holiday season, well, the big day, which is in a couple of days' time. So, um, yeah, just making sure I've got all my presents and everything ready, and then I'm just going to be relaxing, playing games, and I cannot wait. That will be my Christmas present to myself, just playing a whole host of games. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man. Excellent, excellent. Be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm there, like, you know, in the UK, watching loads of football, because there's a lot of football on the TV, playing games, let me rephrase that, dying in games quite often. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what we're playing this week, so I'm the same as last week. I'm going through Demon Souls and I'm playing uh, Planet Coaster, Dirt 5. So just, yeah, playing around on the PS5 a little bit. Um, you still in Cyberpunk? Still, yeah, still in Night City. And uh, the game itself is absolutely amazing. Um, they've, uh, they've recently released the, uh, the 1.05 uh, patch. Um, across uh, all platforms, and I think it's actually helped for the base models as well. Um, but for the uh, the stream Stadia version, which I'm playing at the moment, it's just looking glorious. I mean, I thought it looked amazing before, but it's looking spankers. And I've just managed to get my hands on um, uh, what the stage where you actually get to play Keanu Reeves. Oh, nice. Uh, so he's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's sick. I mean, it's pretty much like a futuristic version of John Wick. You know, I just leave it there. Oh, nice, <laughs> but, um, nice, excellent. Yeah, yeah, well, listeners, if you do want a copy of Cyberpunk and you are playing on the base PS4 or the PS4 Pro or even the PS5 for that matter or Xbox, it's up to you. Uh, if you're not happy with the performance of the game, you are eligible now for a full refund from um, Sony, Microsoft or CDPR for physical copies. Um, you know, but if you're not, if, if, if you're waiting or you're not so sure, you've got a copy of the game, great. Uh, as I said, I'm waiting until the full PS5 version is available to really, yeah. really play it. Because I think the only thing that could make Cyberpunk any better than what it already is, is the DualSense controller. Um, oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I was, somebody mentioned it to me today and I was like, oh, I never thought about that, you know, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, especially with the, the different cars that you drive and the guns as well. I mean, the adaptive triggers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Do you know what really I think, good. though? I think as an apology, the mm-hmm. big DLC map that they had, at least one big single-player story DLC drop needs to be free for everybody. You know what I mean? They need to say, look, we're yeah. really, really sorry. Uh, this is not. This is a, this was going to be a humongous paid DLC like the Wild Hunt in The Witcher. They need to give it away for free. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, really need will. to. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you know, it's great to hear that uh, such an ambitious game is slowly finding its feet on base consoles and things like that. Hopefully, but you know, by springtime it should be adequate enough for PS4 and the original Xbox One, as well as yeah. Pro and Xbox One X. But Anyway, we've got some news to go through today, Alex, and I'm actually excited about this first one. You ready? 
Okay, so um, at the PS, this is number one, by the way. At the PS5 event back in June 2020, Sony revealed a title called Returnal, a sci-fi shooter which is developed by Housemark and is a PS5 exclusive. Uh, to give you a bit of background, obviously, a lot of people might be thinking, Returnal, I haven't heard about that. Um, Returnal is about Celine, who is the game's main protagonist, who crash lands on a shape-shifting world, and she must search through the barren landscape of an ancient civilization for her escape. The kicker is, even though she's isolated and alone, she finds herself fighting tooth and nail for survival again and again. If you're defeated, you're forced to restart her journey every time you die. Well... Mm. Recently, Housemark not only released a new gameplay trailer, uh, gameplay trailer with a release date, they also detailed some of the PS5's features uh, that the game will utilize at launch. So, obviously, we all know that the PS5's got some revolutionary tech in there. So, how is this yep. game going to use that tech? So, um, Housemark detailed a few of them here in four bullet points fast loading, jump through portals between worlds with the PS5 systems. Ultra high speed SSD, get back into the action with near instant load speeds that won't leave you waiting to restart after you die. Now, this is a real, uh, if you understand the term twitch shooter, you have to be fast at this game, especially if you look at the new gameplay trailers. You need to move quick. Um, it's like just matrix on steads in terms of speed. So, you know, you're going to die a lot. So, it's kind of nice to know that you don't have to wait, you know, because if you're dying a lot, you want to just get straight back into the game. Yeah, yeah. Adaptive triggers switch instinctively between firing modes by using a sim a single adaptive trigger. Go straight from from aiming down sights to your gun's alternative fire, and that's based on the um you know when you push a trigger down, you get that resist halfway through the button mm -hmm. press. So actually, it has two forms of usage on that one trigger, which is pretty cool. Haptic feedback sense in-game actions, big and small, while exploring fragments of Celine's memories or when firing visceral alien weapons. And this is the one that's going to um, excite Alex the most. Tempest 3D audio tech on compatible headphones. Mm -hmm. Hear the action from every single direction in 3D audio. Bullets flying past you from all angles, enemies circling overhead, or unseen foes creeping up behind you. Once a bullet passes your head, you will hear what it hits from wherever angle it is from. That's going to sound like a, you know... That's going to look good. It's going like bullet time, really. Exactly. Um, so, Returnal, obviously, as I mentioned, it's an upcoming third-person shooter sci-fi fiction. There's so many titles to it. Uh, it's a psychological horror with roguelike elements, and is expected to be released on March 19th, 2021, and exclusively for PS5, no PS4 version of the game. And as I mentioned, it's developed by Housemark, who's a Finnish video game developer uh, based out of Helsinki. For uh, gamers who might think they sound familiar, uh, as well as Returnal, they are known for PlayStation exclusives like Matterfall, Resogun, which was a launch game on PS4, Alienation and, Alienation and the Super Stardust games. And recently they also released uh, a sleeper hit, Neck Machina, on multiple formats. Mm. What well, say you, Alex? That's a lot of features for this game. A lot of features, yeah. And I think it's exactly what we've come to expect with this next generation of... Um entertainment and experiences um i'm really liking the, the news about your adaptive triggers obviously that's just gonna have to be a standard now with pretty much all games that come out on the ps5 it'd be a shame if a game does come out with any you know which is not taking advantage of those um and the 3d obviously tempest audio oh that's gonna sound amazing with headphones without headphones but the sound coming from the um the the fuel sense as well hmm. it's just gonna be an interesting experience and the game looks really good you know from the first um clips that we saw at the launch Mm. Um, 
it just yeah i mean it looks like a normal you know sci-fi thriller but now it actually looks like like you say like a twitch shooter uh looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun it's interesting so, yeah i'll definitely be uh, giving it my time yeah it's interesting because when i felt watch that first trailer at the unveil video she was on her feet and just jumping around in these new trailers she's zip lining magnetizing yeah. towards things just the it's very vertical um, yeah. you know, not just horizontal. So you're going up, down. It it, it looks like Devil May Cry with guns, a sci-fi setting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it looks really cool. It looks stunning. But I think what really excites me about the game is it's PS5. Does the you know? Let's see what a PS5 only game yeah, can really, no really do. Because yeah. you see it on Demon Souls, like Demon Souls. You just play this game and. This game is pumping audio. It is unbelievable. And, you know, I've got an LG CX OLED telly. It's got an amazing feature where it simulates surround sound. Even you were like, wait, is that surround sound? Have you got a surround sound bar or something when you first heard it? And it does sound good. But when you put that headset on, even just when you're watching films, like I watch Batman Begins and everything, and finally some headphones can support what Nolan envisioned when he made all these films, you know, it's amazing. And I can't wait, like, Returnal, it does sound cool. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the price point will be on the game because we know Sony have gone down that take-two route of saying, like, $69.99. And at the moment, yeah, at the yeah. moment, it is listed at $69.99 on the PlayStation Store, so... Basically, um, for $69.99? $69.99, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, it's like one of those, um, just this test, isn't it? It's, it's the canary. You know, it's like a advice you to go in out there to see whether there's actually going to be any traction with having an exclusive title. I mean, obviously, it would be massively beneficial for the company if they did release it, you know, if it was um, a cross-gen uh, game. I um, mean, you've got like 110 plus million PS4 um, owners out there. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And mm. I think if they manage to smash out maybe about a million, two million, I think, I'm sure they'll be happy. We'll be seeing a sequel in no time soon. Mm. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Man. Definitely. And it's and again, it's shaping up nice. You know, Sony made the smart move by moving PlayStation, um, you know, sorry, not PlayStation, Destruction All-Stars to February and not only doing that because it is an online heavy based game. There is a single player campaign component to it, but to do it free on PlayStation Plus, games like, um, you know, Fall Guys and Rocket League, they exploded because of PlayStation Plus. So it's a great opportunity for Destruction All-Stars. Because I always thought when I first ever saw that game, this should be PlayStation Plus. Um, So it should do well there. But it's nice to know that that's in February. Get a bit of play out of that. March, you then have Returnal. Somewhere around there is going to be Ratchet and Clank. And in May, you hit Deathloop. So a great beginning for playstation 5 units uh, there but speaking of great beginnings what a segue Uh number two alex so according to vgc through the first four weeks available worldwide the ps5 is ahead of both the switch and the nintendo uh the switch and the nintendo series x i was gonna say then whoa (laughs) alex would have thrown something uh let me start that one again uh, so according to VGC, through the first four weeks available worldwide, the PS5 is ahead of both the Switch and the Xbox Series X and S. The PS5 is ahead of the Switch by 1.25 million units and 1.55 million units ahead of the Xbox Series yeah. consoles. So the PS5 in the first four weeks sold 3.37 million units worldwide across the countries yeah. that it's available. 
Whereas the Switch, which was a worldwide release at this point, had sold 2.12, and the Xbox machines, which were also a worldwide release, um, was 1.82. PS5 and the Xbox Series S slash X both launched this November, and the Switch, which was March 2017. All three consoles suffered massive stock shortages at launch. But, I mean, you said it. You called it. I thought it would be a bit, you know, I said it wouldn't match Switch's sales. I said, you know, the stock's not going to be there. You were like, no, I don't think so. Sony will go big on components, and they did. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah, it's impressive figures. And I think, um, yeah, they've managed to make sure that they just keep on top again, you know, securing another win. Uh, but then it's also the time of the year as well. Um, obviously, it's the holiday season. You know, it's, it's the perfect time to um, to launch a console, and that's just true to form with uh, PlayStation's for the, the the whole PlayStation lineup for from play, PlayStation One. Um, it's just a shame for the Xbox, though. I mean, it doesn't seem like they managed to secure the components um, as Sony did. I mean, it was like for like components, but obviously Microsoft were going to get their hands in there first. Mm. Um, but where Switch's launch was, I mean, they launched it in March, didn't it? So it was a very casual time of the year. So I'm I'm not surprised that. Sony managed to smash it um, like they did, but a whole billion above, man. That's that's, that's really impressive. Really mm. impressive. Man. I think I think when you come to specifically the PlayStation, any PlayStation and Nintendo console, you can launch it. You can launch that in August second. Any random date, both of those will sell out because the brand is so strong for PlayStation and Nintendo, and they always launch with something big, you know. Um, but yeah, I was actually surprised that Microsoft selling out and they didn't have that many units out. You know, I mean that's. Sony's yeah. close to almost doubling the launch quantities, yeah, you know, yeah, which is crazy yeah. to think. But at the same yeah. time, you do have to remember that we spoke about it um, before launch that Sony had decided to air freight machines um, yeah. out to countries, which would have cost a lot more money, but it would amount to more sales. And we'll see. And it seems to me that that is obviously helping them in a big way because there is fast replenishment. But as soon, you never hear it because as soon as it's back at retailers, it's gone. Um, yeah, which yeah. is great, but what will be interesting to see is how does the PS5 match or, or align with the Switch a year into Switch's lifeline when the PS... So, you know, next holiday season, let's see will, yeah. what the alignment is going to be because that is obviously in the first year for Switch, you had Ma- uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and then was yeah. was the Mario game in the first year, at the end of the first year? Yeah, it was at the end of the first year. Um, they, they launched it towards the autumn, you know, it's just in time for uh, Christmas, I think. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, initially it was just a Zelda console, wasn't it? That's the only real game that anybody really wanted for it. Mm. Um, but like, obviously with the PlayStation 5, I mean, there's a whole host of games, um, that, of which new games which are coming out, not to mention the fact that it is actually backwards compatible. Um, and it's the latest-ish on the market. You know, so it's a it's a hot property right now. Mm. So yeah, they're doing good, really good. Yeah, it'd be interesting to say and see how the numbers fare after about twelve months. Definitely, um, but, I, but I do think that Switch is still going to smash it. So uh, <laughs> come on, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, well, come on, Xbox competition, please. Oh, come on, Xbox. come on, <laughs> you can do this, Xbox. Come on, give us some competition. They they can, but it's quite clear isn't it, that they're actually just going to be focusing on the cloud. You know, that's, that's what they're doing. I mean, if they were really going heavy on the console only, then yeah, naturally they would have made sure they secured enough components to make sure to meet the demand. I mean, the good thing about the Xbox, I mean, they did sell out. I mean, in fact, all three consoles sold out over this period, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, Xbox were just a bit lapsed. But um, but yeah, I do think that is focused on the cloud market, and it'd be interesting to see how it all ends up in the next 12 months. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll 
come back from the 12 months down the line to, and we'll talk about now and it's a great time now <laughs> because just as 2020 comes to an end Sony have not stopped giving out deals and discounts on the PlayStation Store. Honestly, I swear to God, Alex, for every single day in 2020, there's some form of sale on the PlayStation Store. It's taken a a page out of Steam's book in this sense. So uh, launch today, which is the 22nd of December. The January sale is now active and some big games are available at discounted prices. Um, Just to name you some which are based on UK prices... Uh, the Last of Us Part Two is thirty one thirty four. Call of Duty Cold War is forty four ninety nine. Ghost of Tsushima thirty nine pounds. FIFA twenty one Champions Edition thirty one. GTA Online, uh, which is obviously comes with GTA Five, which is twelve fifty nine. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla forty one ninety nine. Star Wars Squadrons twenty two pounds. Watch Dogs Legions thirty five ninety nine and Red Dead Redemption two for twenty seven forty nine. In regards to PS five games, there are PS five games that are also on sale in this January sale. As I mentioned before, Assassin's Creed Valhalla at forty one ninety forty one ninety nine, uh, American forty four ninety nine. Godfall comes in at fifty two forty nine, same price in dollars. Observer System uh, Redo is discounted to £20 in the UK and £23.99 in the States, and Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate is £34.99. There's also Overcooked All You Can Eat for £29.99, which is $37. There are more available online, which you can access on the PS5 console, as well as the PlayStation app and online. Big sale time, isn't it? Yeah, true to form. You know, I mean, it's like it's the best time for anyone, any any of these companies to release um or to release their sale catalog, and it's a great way for uh, for us to get some digital stocking fillers. More importantly, um, Alex, if Death yeah, Stranding sure. is only fifteen ninety nine on the PlayStation, how much is it on PC? Get the game. <laughs> the PC, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll probably get it for free. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that rings. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a great time, and obviously, um. You know, it's a great way to just like fill up your catalog and just have a whole lot of games which you probably won't really get around to playing because there'll be another amazing game brand new which you're going to pay full price for <laughs> coming in the next couple of months. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's always good to hear. It's always good to see. Hmm. I think usually Resident Evil or a big Capcom game tends to launch in January or towards the right. end of January, which is like you know either Resident Evil 7 or the remakes or Monster Hunter DLC or anything like that. But obviously... COVID has slowed development down on Resident Evil Village, which I don't think obviously we would have heard by now if it was coming out in January. Um, So it's a great time to grab some games, play over the holiday period, especially if another lockdown is going to happen in January. that's another thing, actually. Let me just point out, um, for those of you who are actually looking forward to Resident Evil um, Village, um, please be aware that because of the uh, the Capcom leaks that happened, was it about three weeks ago? Mm. Um, the ending, the spoilers on everything is pretty much online at the moment. So do be very careful, you know, when you're browsing Twitter or anywhere on the web, uh, just to make sure that, uh, that maybe somebody or some user will be putting out the endings for these games. This is crazy the amount of information that the, the hackers managed to obtain um, from their late hack. And um, what's more surprising that Capcom didn't really care. I think the worst modern hack is The Last of Us Part 2. And gamers shit all over the game. But, you know, since the, our last episode, it's also when IGN's Game of the Year, Game Informer's Game of the Year, the PlayStation Blog Game of the Year. You know, it's when all the critics' Game of the Year, it's sold millions and millions of copies. And sometimes people just don't give a shit, they just want to play the game. And I'm pretty sure, if, yeah. like, if I see the Resident Evil 8 spoiler, it will piss me off, but I'm still going to get that game because it's Resident Evil 8, you know, and yeah. 
when you put a mainstay Resident Evil number, if it's like seven, then I'm on it. I don't care if I know the ending or not. And yeah, yeah. But yeah, great, great shout out. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even just the ending, is it? It's it's actually the experience. You know what I mean? And like mm. when, you, when they finally do release the game in all its full glory, you know, you're talking about you know the latest gen graphics, 4K. Uh, haptic feedback as well as the uh, the free Tempest audio it's going to be absolutely insane experience yeah. so who gives a crap about the ending it's all about the experience Definitely. Yeah, um, in terms of the last big piece of news um, PlayStation darling and everybody who loves him um, Shuhei Yoshida recently highlighted six indie games coming to PlayStation in 2021 he did this via the PlayStation blog it's really cool because he's actually talking to you the reader as you're reading it. Um, so Kenna Bridge, Bridge of Spirits, which is an exploration action game, which is very combat heavy, which is good to hear because it looks amazing, this game does. Uh, Noir, Play With Your Food, which is an interactive experiment. You know, Sony has shown that they're not scared to get behind unique experiments with games as they did during the PS4 era. Five Nights yeah. at Freddy's Security Breach, which is an action-adventure game. Oddwill Soulstorm, which is a platformer. Temtem, which is a creature collections MMO. And then Disco Elysium Final Cut, which is an RPG which is already available, I think, on Xbox and PC. So again, you know, we spoke about big games like Returnal and uh, Ratchet and & Clank and Deathloop, but we've got some big games from the indie scene coming 2021 is going to be a great year for games really isn't it yeah it's going to be a really good um really good get um but i really do hope that we see more um exclusives i mean obviously a lot of these games are going to be uh cross-gen as well mm. um but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly what an indie developer can do if they can just go you know just unleash all their power and, and ideas uh with the uh, the playstation 5 hardware um and i guess we'll be seeing that later on down the line but but the games that you mentioned kenner in particular looks absolutely gorgeous you know so Definitely. um yeah i'm looking forward to getting my hands on it mm. i think in <clears> regards to, i was gonna say engine Unreal Engine 4, isn't it? So mm-hmm. we'll be seeing the Unreal Engine 5 games coming out very soon as well. So I can't wait to see, you know, what developers are going to be able to do with those. Definitely. And yeah, I, think, so. I, think, I think 2021, from an independent standpoint, you probably will see, for the most of it, cross-gen games to obviously return on investment. But I think as yeah. we get to the second half of the year, you will see the transition over, um, which will be interesting to see because... I, I, if you were to ask me now, yes, there is games like Horizon, and you know, I'm not counting God of War on this because we haven't seen anything, just a logo. But <laughs> everything that we've seen, the th- the game I'm most actual hyped to play is Ratchet and Clank because it is PS5 only. It's not coming to PS4 yeah. because they they just said it's not even possible to do on PS4, and that gets me excited because yeah. I thought, let's see yeah. what Insomniac can do without having PS4 on their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without PS4 and just to unleash our SSD gloriousness. I mean, still, I still can't wait to just, you know, I mean, jump from world to world and just see loading pretty much instantaneously Mm. uh, in all its glorious detail. Um, Have we got a release date on that yet? We're actually in time. Uh, they just said that it's first half of 2021, and when they'd updated that trailer, which saw Gran Turismo move, Ratchet still said first half of 2021. So I think they're probably looking at it as, let's look at when. I think, personally, from a business standpoint, you're looking at it as the big, big spring game, because that's right. when you get your second explosion of console sales at that time of year. That's when yeah. they'll probably aim to get massive, massive uh, replenishment into stores during that spring Easter time, um, you know, so I think that what better way to do that than to have it tied in with Ratchet and Clank 
Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It'll be good. Um, see how it goes <clears> on that front. <throat> But, yep. Alex, we're going to move on from uh, some of the news. I mean, there was little tidbits of news here and there. As expected, the Gran Turismo creator said that he'll release Gran Turismo when it's ready. You know, we yep. hear that all the time with Gran Turismo. But, again, I'm very excited about that because it isn't coming to PS4. But what I did like is uh, he was quoted as saying, we will not compromise quality. So he says it's the yeah. game. basically if the game is not ready, it's not ready. He wants perfection. Yeah. And the thing about Gran Turismo is every car has felt like how that car should feel in real life. Now you add that yeah. dual sense controller. So, you oh, know, each yes. car will adapt differently to triggers. More yeah. importantly, the 3D audio, or you've already seen it without a headset. Gran Turismo, every car feels different, so it's going to sound... And he's these are new toys for him. You know, from a man who's made realistically nothing besides Gran Turismo and Tourist Trophy, which are all racing games in the modern era, how do you get this man excited? You just amplify the things he loves, which is you know audio and the controller and everything. Right. And it's going to be amazing. Question is, Alex, will it be 120 frames? Would it? Would, yeah, of course, definitely. I mean, without a doubt, it won't be. Probably, may, maybe not day one, um, but definitely be in the pipeline. Uh, but again, I mean, I know we've pretty much exhausted this topic, but the resistive triggers, the adaptive triggers, I mean, whatever we want to call them, that, you know, that service on those games are going to look absolutely amazing. I mean, it's going to, well, it's going to feel absolutely amazing. In fact, that each car is going to be tweaked slightly differently, you know, mm. as you go around the corners and just like, just letting them unleash, you know, going full throttle. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, that's going to be like pretty much the pinnacle of the Gran Turismo series without a doubt. Mm. Um, but yeah. Excellent. 2021 could be an amazing year. Yeah, it really is. Okay, well, uh, with the news going past then, we're going to move on to letters. We've got two letters here. We have Robert from Scotland. I'm not going to try the accent as we do it. Um, Robert says, Good evening, my friends. Absolutely love the show. The passion for gaming is great. Thank you, Robert. But one passion that took a hit was my passion for the PS5. Now I'm not your friend, Robert. And it's all for one little small thing. How hard is it for the PS5 to auto-switch to a P- uh, auto switch a PS4 game to the PS5. I played most of Dirt as the PS4 version. <laughs> Have you had any issues like this, and what bugged you out the most? Well, Robert, um, really quick, an update went out. I think late yesterday slash today, which it will actually tell you if you're about to play the PS4 version before you launch the game, and if you want to switch to the PS5 version. So that sorted that issue out for you. Um, but I understand because I did the same thing. I was playing Sackboy. With my son, we played first a PS5 version. It looked amazing, and then we stopped. But then the next time we played, I was like, it don't look the same. And then I realized we were actually playing the PS4 version. And I was like, oh, we need to switch back to the PS5. But luckily now, when you put a PS PS4 disc in, um, before it loads, it will actually get, set up a warning saying you're about to start the PS4 version. Do you want to continue, or do you want to play the PS5? Um, which is great and all. So, But I think what's bugged me the most is you get... Your, when you completely redevelop a UI, there is that um, muscle memory that you have from the older ones. So seven years of the PS4 UI, the muscle memory is there. And I think that was just the inconvenience for me to break that muscle memory and create new muscle memory with the PS5, which you know I've done now. But yeah. that, that was a pain in the arse. And the biggest pain was the, play, the, the PlayStation button. 
uh, on the controller because it's in such a weird place and it was pissing me. I kept pressing the mute button and I was like, for God fucking sake. But yeah, yeah that muscle memory's in play now. So, But that was my only issue with PlayStation 5 was that. But um, I mean... Yeah, I remember when um, actually on launch day um, when we were playing the NBA 2K1, we had that same issue, didn't we? we yeah, the PS4. The PlayStation 4 version, as I listening to remember. But I'm glad that they're just making it a lot easier now. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. It should have been an obvious, you know, obvious one. Mm. Without a doubt, and I'm, I know a lot of people say, yeah, but the PS3 to PS4 had that. Trust me, developers did not want to make a game on PS3 as soon as the PS4 <laughs> came out. Development saved in terms of not having to create for cell architecture, but yeah, the 113, 115 million consoles now, uh, you need to pamper both. And yeah, it was a bit of a confusing time, but as you mentioned, it's great that there's a fix for it now. Thanks for the uh, letter, Robert. So we'll move on from Scotland to the US, and we've got Jeffrey from the US here. In a world when cyberpunk released in the way that it did, why are people so quick to jump on the negative talk about it but never give props to the developers that release games in great condition that have barely a day one patch? God of War, day one, 158 megabyte patch. Horizon, no day one patch. Day 4's patch was 100 megabytes. Spider-Man in 2018, a 1.6 gigabyte patch, which was the photo mode. All these games were reviewed pre-day one without patches. Shouldn't we give positive feedback when possible? Well, Jeffrey, that's unfortunately not the world we live in. People thrive <laughs> off negativity. Negativity yeah. gets you hits. Negativities get you views. You People just want to be different and think they're smart by giving negative props. But I see where you're coming from because I thought the same thing. Like People should get props. I mean... CD Project Red, rightfully so, not for the PC version, but for the base console version, is getting the flack that it should. Mainly management, because they hid the game from people. But yeah, yeah he is right, isn't he? Like, th- th- there's not enough positivity thrown around from fans. There is from critics and stuff, but not from fans when it comes to things like people forget, you know, back in the day, there wasn't a thing called a patch. If the game shipped broke, the game was broke. Mega Drive, SNES, all that shit, you know, PlayStation 1 and all that, PlayStation 2, but Sony First Party and Nintendo tend to have a decent track record of not releasing a bust-up game. (laughs) No, no, exactly. But they they know, I mean... uh the same as the developer from uh, Gran Turismo is that if it's not ready, they're not going to release it. And mm. as we mentioned last last week's episode, I'm sure it's been echoed by a lot of other uh, media outlets out there is that Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red, uh, knowing that the game was broken. I mean, even the, down to the fact that they didn't actually showcase any base level um, uh, demos of the game uh, or even give, um, you know, um, reviewers a chance to even review the game um, beforehand. Um, should have just sent warning flags out to um, the, the development team as well as everybody else in the industry which he clearly did and they should have just took heed and just said you know what it's not ready we're just going to release it for say spring uh, and just throw out the PC version you know what I mean give the PC master race their chance to just enjoy Christmas <laughs> you mm-hmm. know um, uh, and then and come out with a you know a patched version completely with all the bells and whistles um, ready for the following year but obviously like you mentioned before they were greedy they wanted to get uh, capitalized on the uh, the year-end sales it's the best time to release games isn't it because everyone's going to buy games because it's Christmas mm. um, but obviously it's affected them uh, massively not only reputation but financially and like you spoke but uh, like we mentioned earlier about the refunds I mean it's just ridiculous the amount of companies which are now openly saying yeah 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 don't worry uh, and GameStop in America is even doing the same thing as well aren't they so it is a shame it really is a shame however 
I do believe that Cyberpunk, I mean, has to play in it. It's a, it's a really good game, I mean, despite the uh, the glitches, but um, uh, it's going to be one of those cult classics, so they'll be able to claw back, you know, their their um, their reputation, <laughs> but oh. eventually, but it has been smashed um, it's a, initially. It's, anyway. Yeah, I think CD Projekt Red's reputation has been smashed because they gained yeah. so much positivity, um, you know, this generation. We spoke about the fall, which was Bethesda and Ubisoft, and we talked about the... the, 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 the you know the phoenix rising which was cd yeah. project red and then they just shot themselves but <laughs> cyberpunk is a generational game it will still have content coming out for it at the end of the ps5 generation when they're making yeah. the witcher 4 most likely so you know yeah. in to as we get to the end of the, the generation cyberpunk will be such a, a leading game in terms of what it what they initially visioned you know yeah. and it will be amazing and it it was the same with The Witcher. The Witcher was a broken mess when it came out, and you look at the game now, it's the same thing, you know. And I think yeah. the, the online on consoles allowed developers to do this. The game's not ready, but we're gonna go gold. We're gonna hit the date. We'll day one patch it. Yeah, almost everyone yeah. does it. But yeah, I think Kudos specifically goes out to Guerrilla Games because Horizon mm. was their first open world game. It was huge, very RPG heavy massive set pieces with these dinosaurs and to release with no day one patch because they didn't yeah. need it because the game was ready to go out of the box you know whereas mm. you know same thing with nintendo games and you know, i'm not sure about xbox games but well, obviously i mean they all have they all have patches i mean even just like subtle patches maybe in performance enhancing uh, performance exactly. enhanced patches but they're just not as broken as some of these games have been um, they they should yeah. start a new philosophy, right? Where they review a game without internet access, and it would be yeah. great to see what that game performs like before a patch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, actually. You know, I mean, they should have actually just given it to us. They should have allowed us to do like a demo. Uh, you know, maybe like the first mission, uh, yeah. and then that would have been that would have helped me immensely. The amount of data that they would have gathered if they released it like you know three weeks before, you know, to um, you know to use us, that would have been great. Um, but all in all. It's going to be a great game, and that's another point as well, which I've completely just blanked out. But um, all in all, yeah, like we said about The Witcher, I mean, to the point where Witcher came out broken, but now it's actually been able to run on the Switch. You know what I mean? So they've managed to just they've got they've got that tied completely down now, isn't it? So um, and nobody thought that would even ever exist on the Switch. Mm. You know, so completely you know a tablet pretty much. But um, <clears throat> yeah, these things happen. It makes great headlines, and realistically, in a month where news is kind of slow. It's really easy just to pick apart Cyberpunk. It's just unfortunate that they happen to be the uh, the butt of every every headline and joke mm. <laughs> right now. But um, but yeah, next year, if those of you who haven't actually got the game yet, yeah, just just wait for a bit. Um, but if not, you won't be disappointed. Um, well, you might be a bit shocked with some of the things that you do see. Um, I mean, there was a woman who was supposed to be behind a gate at one point, and she was saying, "I can't get from this gate," and she was right in front of me. And like, you know, there was like the gate was like ten meters behind her. Uh, so there's little glitches like that. Like when you look at your feet, sometimes they just start scatting out, like you're, you know, you're in a rave or something, and you're thinking, "What the hell is that about?" But that's it. The PC uh, mod community have managed to create a third-person uh, mod uh, mm. for Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, and uh, it looks good. I mean, there's some parts in the games that you just, I mean, you very rarely see the character that you, you know, you spend a bit of time creating at the um, at the initial setup. Um, I mean, you see when you go to the mirror, for example, 
um, but pretty much most of the game takes place uh, first person. Mm. Um, so for them to actually create like a third person point of view, you can actually see the character that you've created. And it looks pretty good, you know, the actual the visuals, but in terms of the movement, the motion capture, I mean, it's all over the place. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> person's running and it just looks like they're walking really fast, but they're supposed to be running. Um, but hopefully, um, I don't know if uh, CD Product Red's actually got any plans to, um, you know, to correct uh, the movements, you know what I mean, so that it can actually be viewed, um, you know, uh, so it actually looks pretty decent when people are actually running, for example, uh, in third person. But the PC mod community is doing their best to make sure that, yeah, A, they've actually got it running in um, third person. Uh, B, the next thing is to um, work out all the little kinks. Um, and I'm sure CD Project Red will be looking at the PC community thinking, damn, we should have done that. <laughs> we should have made that work. We should have got the, um, the third person version of Mario. Mm, definitely. But, and yeah, man. I can't wait to play it. You know, it's such an ambitious game. I'll wait a little bit and I'll play it the way the, the developers wanted me to play that game. You know, I want to play their vision. Um, yeah. Can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. But listeners, we obviously have a lot of changes and updates and exciting news for you at the beginning of 2021 there will be one more episode in 2020 um there won't be any big breaking news there so we're going to answer your questions so get your questions into the latest ps5 at gmail.com or you can dm them on latest ps5 um but alex we're getting closer and closer i'm hoping that our next episode, you've managed to, without you even knowing, have a PlayStation 5 under the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I still haven't managed, I'm sure, like many of you listeners out there, to get, grasp my hands on the PlayStation 5 just yet. Uh, but uh, don't worry, don't worry. As soon as I get my hands on it, I'll be playing that system to death to the point where I'll actually need to get another one. Uh, and the first game I want to get my hands and uh, dive completely into is uh, Mars You can't, so, you can't. I thought about it the other day. Oh my God, in performance mode, jeez. You can't, Alex, though. But that's the thing. The law of miles and the appeal of miles requires you to play Spider-Man 2018. So you need to get the ultimate edition, play Spider-Man 2018, so you appreciate Miles Morales more when you play it. Oh, well, I was going to kind of do like a prequel vibe, yeah? So like, just go back. No, 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 no. Trust me, you need to, you need to play. Um, well, no, you don't need to play because there is a previously on. Uh, at the yeah. beginning of the game so you can kind of see how he became so you, you don't have to but yeah I'll do Miles and, and then you can do your prequel vibe to it but you can yeah. uh, actually buy um, or they're planning to allow you to buy Spider-Man remastered by itself yeah. on the PlayStation Store you won't need to buy like the Ultimate Edition so right. um, it'll be interesting to see on that one but listeners thank you very much for listening Alex you have the yeah. final word I have the final word uh, well uh, expect uh things to emerge i think that's going to be the uh the, the final word uh yeah like uh Sonny mentioned yeah we've got a couple uh, of exciting things planned for you guys uh in the coming weeks uh so please stay tuned uh it's going to be a lot of fun and 2021 is just going to be amazing i mean obviously we've had a pretty big pretty shit year in 2020 um but yeah 2021 is going to be full of games full of excitement and we're just going to go crazy with the news as well so uh stay tuned guys thank you good night everybody Thank you.